Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Hello, 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 my friends. How are you this morning? Good morning, my friends. How are you this morning? I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you are refreshed. I hope that you got a peaceful night's rest. And most of all, I hope that you're excited to dive into the Word of God today. As you know, we get together on Saturdays to dive into the Word of God, see what God has to tell us, His instructions, the things we need to adhere to, pay attention, and learn from. So my friends, as you know, we have been, we have been in the book of Hosea, and we are in chapter 9. We're going to finish chapter 9 today. And as you know, we've been in the chapter 9 discussing about, you know, Man, the things, of the consequences that the children of uh, Israel, the children of Ephraim, House of Joseph, all of those different communities, um, what they were facing, what they had to deal with, because they themselves had put them, they had put themselves in their own situations. Um, they had sabotaged themselves. They had walked away from God. They did their own thing, right? It was their way or the highway. So. With that comes consequences, my friends. When we walk away from God, when we do what we feel like doing, and we don't include him anymore in our lives. And this is what was happening at the time. And most of all, um, they were going to face some consequences. You know, we spoke about um, how Hosea had been a witness to their prior parents and their grandparents and what they had endured and what had they had suffered with and you know they were seeing that the children of Israel at the time of Hosea are now all of a sudden starting to do the same mistakes that their parents did back back decades earlier and Hosea was like hey you know I was a witness to what happened then and now it seems like it's like I'm getting the same vibes I'm seeing that things are coming along the pipeline that are very similar to what your parents and your grandparents were doing. And that previous generation also had to face consequences. And you still have an opportunity to turn around, to do the right thing, to let go of anything you're trying to attach yourself to right now that you know that's not of God. You still have an opportunity, you know, uh, the same way that your, your parents and your grandparents, they corrupted themselves, you're now starting to corrupt yourself. And I'm seeing a pattern here, and this is not good. It's not going to be a good outcome in the end. And you can turn away. You can stop what you're doing. But they didn't because they dismissed his warnings. They dismissed everything he was telling them. And most of all, they just didn't think that what he had to say was important anymore, especially that it came from God. The mess, You know, this warning message came from God. But because they had dismissed God, they didn't, they didn't care about God either, right? They felt like, who, who's God to us when we have all these other things, all these other gods are giving us? So my friends, we're going to pick it up where we left off. We're going to start in uh, the book of the chapter 9, verse 15. And this is what it says. 
All their wickedness is in Gilgal, for there I hated them because of the evil of their deeds. I will drive them from my house. I will love them no more. All their princes are rebellious. Ephraim is stricken. Their root is dried up. They shall bear no fruit. Yes, were they to bear children, I would kill the darlings of their womb. My God will cast them away because they did not obey him. And they shall be wanderers among the nations. Father, we thank you for your word. We know your word is truth. Your word gives us life. We know that with this example of what was happening at the time of Hosea, we can apply it to our lives today. Every word in your book, in this holy Bible, we can apply it to our lives. So we thank you for your word. Amen. So my friends, you know, they're going to face more consequences, right? These are the things that are going to start to happen. These are the things that are unfolding. These are the things that are unveiling. Because, you know, God is always going to expose everything. Everything cannot always be hidden, my friends. It might be hidden for a while and people will be like, oh, I'm getting away with it. No one sees it. No one knows about it. But in the end, it will be exposed. And when we start here to see this, it says, all their wickedness is in Gilgal, for there I hated them. Man, those are some strong words, right? Especially using the word hate. A lot of us sometimes try to avoid using the word hate, you know, because very, very hard, such a, a deep, you know, um, word. It, it's, it's very, uh, very raw and, and, and very like direct, you know, when you say that something, I hate it or I hate you. Well, in this scripture, that is exactly what was happening. Um, because at this time, as this wickedness is happening in Gilgal, which is the place where not only um, for political reasons and religious reasons, uh, this is where the nation started to fail. This was also the place that God said, I hated them. I hated it. I hated to see what was happening here. And this is Hosea saying, what is going on here? I hate to see these things happening. I hate to see these things taking place. I hate to see the wickedness that's happening in Gilgal. And my friends, we can apply this to our lives today. We see things happening every day on this earth. When we listen to the news, when we listen to the radio, when we lose, li listen to, you know, any of the feeds on Facebook, Twitter, wh whatever else you listen to and you tune into, I mean, there's crazy things happening and we have to say to ourselves, you know, do we hate those things? Because God hates those things. The prophets hate those things. Because these are the things that they know that are coming in and infiltrating people's lives. They know these are the things that are coming in and destroying your, um, your good, healthy life with Christ. These are the things that are coming in and swaying Christians away from uh, staying in the faith, trusting in the Lord, waiting on His promises. We hate the things that come in 
and show us something different, something more successful, something more prettier, something more um, captivating, you know, that we want to really just, you know, have because we see it in the moment and we think this is the best thing for me now. And what it really is, is these are hidden agendas of the enemy coming into your life to destroy you. And when Hosea at this time is seeing what is happening to the children of Israel at this time, children of Ephraim, house of Joseph, all these people are falling into this unfortunate circumstance, this this moment of, you know, being deceived and and suckered right when someone says man he has sucker written all on his forehead right these are the moments that Hosea is seeing you know what this can't continue to be like this I hate the fact that this is happening all this wickedness that's taking place it should not be happening at the time of Hosea Hosea was like this shouldn't be happening this is like repeating history all over again I saw your parents and your grandparents do it. Now I'm starting to see you do it. This is not a good thing. It's not a good sign. This is uh, leading down to a road of destruction. Especially when people were now starting to worship the idols. And even the rulers that were in place at the time. The kings that were in place at the time. People were now so more in tuned into them than God. And Hosea was a witness to all this. And you know, that's why when Hosea talks about this and and brings it to the surface, he's seeing how not only did they walk away from God, but now they have their hands into the grasp of another God, an idol, that they're not supposed to be worshiping, that goes against God's word, goes against his commandments. But they're holding on so tight to it and refuse to let it go. And Hosea is witnessing all this. And he knows that in the end, if they don't repent, if they don't walk away from their sin, they're going to go down a very hard and scary road. And they're going to face major consequences. And it says here, because of the evil of their deeds, I will drive them from my house. I will love them no more. You know, God is a loving God. But when God says enough is enough, because he's giving you chances, because he's giving you warning signs, because he's giving you the opportunity to turn away and come back to him, He's waited long enough, my friends, that when he sees us continuing to do our evil deeds, he will drive us out of his house and he will no longer love us. And I know some of you are saying, oh, that's so, that's not nice, Antonia. Why are you saying that? When God is a loving God? Because God is a loving God. But God doesn't have time for nonsense. God doesn't have time for people who want to play games with him. God does not have time for people who have one foot in and one foot out, like they normally say. Excuse me. God does not have time to keep waiting and waiting and waiting 
for you to turn around from the sin that you're committed with. He sees everything you're doing. And even when he has tried to send people in our lives to give us warning signs, because Hosea at this time was, was a messenger to the people, people were dismissing his words. They were dismissing his words. And at the same way they were dismissing his word, they were dim- dismissing God's message. And we do that today still, my friends. God is constantly trying to speak to us, but we're not listening. We're not paying attention. We might hear him, but we just say, okay, I heard you, whatever. That's the attitude we have these days. God is trying to communicate with us in such a way to help us in our lives. But what do we do? We mess things up. We fail him. We don't do the right thing. We continue to do our own thing. And because of that, then we find ourselves that we're further and further away from God. And you know, my friends, God doesn't want us to be far away from him. God wants us to be as close to him as possible. Excuse me. And he's given us choices in our lives to make. He's given us free will, right? And he's given us opportunities to make decisions that would honor him, that would make we will make decisions that would glorify him. We will make decisions that would do things accordingly for his kingdom. And when we don't do those things, my friends, We get further and further away from God. Because we have now turned around to find love somewhere else. We have turned around to find satisfaction from somewhere else. We have decided that we no longer need the things that God has blessed us with. Or we take it for granted what he's blessed us with. We find ourselves at times, my friends, that... The same way we might feel like, oh, you know, my boyfriend doesn't love me. My girlfriend doesn't love me. My husband doesn't love me. My wife doesn't love me. You know, the same way that we sometimes feel that people in our lives don't love us because of maybe things that we've done or maybe things that are swaying them away and they're doing things themselves differently. You know, it's not a good feeling, right? It makes us feel like abandoned. Like no one cares about us. That no one is concerned about what's going on in our lives. And the same way that we feel about that in the natural as human beings, there is an understanding as well that takes place in the spirit with God. You know, if God continues to feel like you keep walking further and further and further away from him, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt his heart. But at the same time, he'll also know that if you don't desire to turn away from your wicked ways, if you don't desire to really get to know him deep in relationship again, if you do not repent from what you've done and come back to the Heavenly Father who loves you and has always embraced you, 
then he has no choice but to at times disconnect himself from you. And I know some of you are saying, but how could that be? Because my friends, we do it to each other in the natural too. We disconnect ourselves from people. People disconnect themselves from us. I can sit here right now and I can tell you that there are a couple of people that are not talking to me right now. Now I still love them from a distance. It's not like I'm not going to love them. But if they're not turning around to have a conversation with me, want to still be my friend or, you know, um, continue to build the relationship, I mean, there's nothing I could do about it. But either way, that is a, a love relationship now that's distant. And I may or may not talk to them again. I don't know. I'll still try to initiate and see what I can do because that's what God does with us. He still initiates himself to us and he makes himself known and says, hey, 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 I'm still here. Remember me? He still is here to kind of get out, try to get our attention, to try to let us know, hey, you know what? Uh, there's still time for you to, you know, turn away from your, the stuff that you're doing that's not good for your life, the stuff that's destroying you, the stuff you're idolizing other things. Other things have now taken my place. You know, um, I'm, I'm guilty of that, of that myself, my friends. There are t- days, like today was one of those days where, like, I literally rolled out of my bed and was just do- taking care of business. It was like I had not even, like, brushed my hair or anything. <laughs> if I could have taken a picture, I would have posted it because I just was like, I can't believe, like, this is all happening. Like, I literally woke up, a phone call came in, and the day just started, like, like really quick. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't even brushed my teeth. Like, I haven't done my devotion, but this was required of me in, in that situation, you know? And um, uh, this is, you know, from the day before, but we, we find ourselves, my friends, sometimes that things distract us. We're busy at work. We're busy with our children. We're busy with our spouses. We're busy with just things that are happening in the household. You're cooking and you're cleaning and you're preparing and you're doing so many things. And next thing you know, time just passes by and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even do my devotion. Oh my gosh, I didn't spend time, quality time with my family. Oh my gosh, I didn't finish this assignment I was supposed to do. I, you know, I didn't give my time with the Lord, with devotion. Like, we got to evaluate ourselves and say, hey, are we entertaining other things that take us away from God? Are we, and I'm guilty at this, my friends, I'm honest here, I tell you all the time. We are all, we all fall short, none of us is perfect. But the good thing about our Heavenly Father is that, you know, we have relationship with Him, so as soon as we acknowledge these things and we become aware, we have to fix it, Right? So if I know that I didn't do my devotion yesterday, oh my gosh, then I got to do it today. And I, maybe I'm going to do two devotions today. You know what I mean? I got to get back on track because this is what keeps me going. You know, God's word is what sparks me. His word is what lifts me up. His word is what encourages me, right? And his word is what guides me and gives me instructions on how to live my life. So I'm just sharing this with you because... When it says that, you know, I will love them no more. Listen, there's gonna, there comes a time when God's like, I've had enough. Okay, I'll let you do what you're going to do. And I'll let you fall 
and I'll let you stumble and I'll let you have what you've always wanted. Because no matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm trying to say to you, no matter how I'm trying to get your attention, you're just not listening. You're just not caring about me anymore. And uh, But I'm going to tell you something. The minute you do turn around and the minute you do repent and the minute you do ask for forgiveness, you can always run back to God. Because he, even if he's in the distance, he's there. So my friends, and it says here, all the princes are rebellious. Ephraim is stricken. Their root is dried up. They shall bear no fruit. You know, what was happening at the time here with the children of Israel is that even the kings that had been blessed at, the, at this time, even the princesses, right? Everyone that was in charge, everyone that had already been given what they were due and um, expected to inherit or even an overflow of abundance, they started to become very rebellious. Even after God had blessed them with everything, even after God allowed them to overtake certain nations, even when God had fulfilled his promise to them, everybody just started to rebel. They become rebellious. You know, someone who rebels is like, you can't tell me what to do. You know, I'm the boss, not you. You know, I'm going to do it my way. You know, they get chips on their shoulders. They start to act a certain way and they become very rebellious. And when they become rebellious, they don't hear nobody else but themselves. Even if there's someone next to them that's trying to guide them correctly or give them great advice or whatever the case might be, they don't care. They're so rebellious, they don't listen to anybody. They won't look at anybody. They won't stay still for a minute to even uh, have the possibility of getting some great advice from somebody, they won't do it. They, are, they become rebellious and they continue to do their own thing no matter all the warning signs, right? And when it says here, Ephraim is stricken, their, their root is dried up. That's because at this point, God was like, you know what? I'm just going to let everything happen that's going to happen to you happen. Because at the end of the day, God is like, you know, I always am here to help you, to guide you, to um, protect you. You know, I've always been here to be a friend by your side. But the minute you depart from me, the minute you don't listen to me, the minute you don't love me anymore, the minute you disregard me, the minute you dismiss me, the minute that you turn away from me and take for granted all the blessings that I have given you, you will start to experience, like it says right here, the root is dried up. Meaning that no longer, because, you know, <clears throat> think about the root of a tree and think about how it spreads out, right? And then through the nourishment of rain and, and everything naturally that happens with um, how nature feeds on the earth, you know, that's how it, it continues to stay nourished and sustained. And if all of a sudden you have a plant or, you know, some type of plant in your house or a plant outside and you don't, you don't water the plant, 
you know, you don't give it its nourishment that it needs. You don't put it in the sunlight if it requires it or even in the shade because there are some flowers that you can't have totally exposed to the sun. Some require that it be by the shade. If you don't take care of that plant, that plant and, and those roots are going to dry up. And then eventually that plant will wither away and die. And this is what was happening right now also with the children of Ephraim. Because they were going to be experiencing what it was to now lack things because they took the blessings that God gave them for granted. How they were going to be losing things that they had that they felt gave them success or the things that they felt that they themselves had accomplished and and stopped giving the credit to their Heavenly Father about. They were now going to start to experience lack. Lack of goods, lack of nourishment for their bodies, whether that was food, whatever it is that they needed. They were going to start experiencing that. And my friends, we do the same thing today. There are times when God has blessed us so much with so many things. And then we go and we're either very gluttonous, like we're into gluttony, gluttony, like there's no tomorrow. You know, we don't eat in moderation, like the food he's given us that could last us a whole week. And it only lasts us a day. Um... Just so many things that he blesses us with. And we're not good stewards of it. And all of a sudden things start to go south. And you no longer have that extra money that God had blessed you with. And we discussed this before twice already. Last couple of weeks. You know, the things that God has blessed you with. All of a sudden just start to dwindle. Or you you were not a good steward of it. You went and you squandered it. You know, you didn't. You didn't uh, put it in the areas that were more feasible for you to have spent the money on. But you go and you did things out of the ordinary. You just think, did things that um, didn't line up with God's word, you know. And next thing you know, you don't have that money anymore. You don't have those resources. You don't have that food. You don't have the things that you, you have been blessed with. And all of a sudden, you start to lack. And now that you lack, it says here, they shall bear no fruit. Yes, were they to bear children, I would kill the darlings of their womb. Meaning whatever the blessing was that was going to continue to come, and we spoke about the womb last week. Um, We spoke about, you know, how they were not going to have a fruitful harvest, (laughs) right, in reproduction. When we think about these things right now here too, we can apply it to our lives today. Because look, there are many people right now who, and and I know this is going to get deep, guys, and you're going to be like, put it on the stake. But listen, please hear me out when I talk about these things. This is God's word here. There are people right now who are taking advantage and taking for granted life in the womb and um and because of all these and you you know what i'm where i'm going with this and because of all the political actions right now that are taking place you know with abortion and non-abortion and who can have an abortion and who can't have an abortion and um 
you know, what's what state is going to ban, what state isn't, who's going to have the opportunity to still have an abortion. You know, everything is happening right now that has to do with life. That has to do with the blessing that God gives upon those um, who, willing, who willingly are looking to really have a baby, who are willing to really have a, um, um, a child in their lives. And what has happened is because, and I've spoken about this a couple of weeks ago, about how the blessing could could either be come to you when you've done it the right way, or it can come. Uh, the blessing could be lost when you've done things the wrong way. Right? We have to really look at what's happening in society today, and we have to say to ourselves: Are we taking for granted all the beauty of life that God has given us, and we're taking it for granted? And we just don't care anymore. We find ourselves that, you know, we can just eliminate things however we want to eliminate it. And because we're given access in society to do it so freely, we now start to take things for granted. And we now start to um, place ourselves in positions of, well... If I have access to be able to do whatever I want with my body, whatever I want with uh, anything that I do that may be a result a result of a life in my womb, I also have the right, since I have access, to eliminate it. I have access as many times as I want to do it because it's public law now, it's state law, it's federal law, it's pills, it's whatever it is that you have access to so you can quickly do whatever you want to do and then continue with your life as you've been doing it. And if it happens again and you have another life in your womb, you've got more choices and you can continue to do it over and over and over again if you wish, right? This is the free will that we have naturally, and this is the free will that the enemy also comes in like a thief, like the flood, and will give so much access to quick enjoyment, to quick things that we could eliminate, to quick things that we can um, get rid of and continue to go on with our lives like nothing. The enemy takes joy in that. The enemy enjoys the fact that things are happening in people's wombs, that things are being eliminated and life is being eliminated in in people's wombs. The enemy takes joy in that. They get excited about that because that's their way of knowing that they can control you. They can control your mind. They can control your spirit, your soul. They can control your body. When the enemy comes in and starts to control every aspect of your life, you're in shambles. That's how I'm going to put it. And when we have to look at the fact that it says here, they shall bear no fruit, yes, were they to bear children, I would kill the darlings of their womb. And, you know, we can sit here right now and we can say, you know, is this happening the way God would want it to happen? Uh, because the people uh, are doing certain things, certain lifestyles. The people are finding themselves that you know they don't have to. We don't have to be grounded on 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 uh, 
on our forefathers spiritual um backing like we don't have to we don't have to do in god we trust anymore we don't we don't have to pray anymore we don't have to meditate on the lord you know we don't go, you you I, I i don't remember the last time i even saw somebody walking with a, a bible in their hands like you know what i mean like i don't even recall the last time that you know you would be around people and everybody you know would have like a testimony i haven't even experienced that in a while and then i start to ask myself like where are we in society you know there used to be a time that if you were going to go have lunch or dinner or even coffee with someone the conversation about god would come up the conversation about struggles in life would come up and people would pray for one another you know and i see that this is happening but it's only happening in the four walls of the churches there are times i don't see anything beyond the four church walls you know and then you have to say to yourself you know should i initiate that myself when i'm around people should i start telling people about christ should i start speaking to people should i start sharing the word so they understand that the word gives life and that everything that they're being entertained with in this world right now in society and how they see things to be of success or gain or whatever it might be that it there might be several things that go against against God's word and how they may not even realize the things that they're doing cuz let me tell you my friends there are times when people don't realize the sin they're committing because they just see it as a norm because society has conditioned them to see it as a normal thing But it takes someone like you and I to have the boldness of the Lord and come out and have a conversation with them and say, "Hey, have you noticed this about yourself? Have you noticed that you've been doing this?" And, and, and you do the conversation in love, right? You don't go to point fingers and mock and you know speak nasty or anything or, or or curse them out. You go to speak to them in love and say, "Hey, I want to share script scripture with you. Hey, I want to share an encouraging word with you. Hey, I want to speak to you about God. Let's talk about God. Let's pray for the areas in our lives that we need help in." Because what happens is we're also in a society today where a lot of people feel they don't need help. Because all the help that they've received is help. <laughs> it's help that seems great for the moment, but it's not eternal help. You know, and we have to be advocates and beacons of life of light my friends to go forward with God's word and to never be shy to share the gospel with people to never be shy to share to people about you know things that are coming down the pipeline that they should be concerned about that they should be questioning that they should be looking out for because what happens is people are getting swept up you know like so quickly like by a current that's just coming like real fast and then they find themselves like oh but i just went with the flow because i just thought that was the right thing to do if they had the word of god inside of them something would convict them to say hey you can't go with the flow of these things because this is not a good flow it might seem like it is and everybody's on a high horse and it might seem like everyone's gaining great things in life but there's ultimately this wave of whatever you think is great and what you think is captivating and fantastic and you know it shines in the whole nine yards we don't realize that behind that is 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 the enemy working to destroy people's lives 
So you may not see it now in the moment, but then down the road, whether that's several months or a year later or something, you're going to hear a story about that flow that happened that we're never supposed to flow with, right? We're supposed to be going according to the Holy Spirit and according to what the Holy Spirit warns us about and tells us about and shares to us about how we're supposed to be living our lives. And my friends, I'm not here to tell you that I'm perfect at this myself. I struggle in these areas too. There are days I have to wake up and remind myself, you know, that I have to think correctly, that I have to speak correctly, that I have to walk correctly, that I have to do things correctly. You know, I have to stay motivated. I have to stay encouraged. I have to push myself, you know. I'm human just like you, and we're all going through struggles. But we have to remind ourselves that the word that God has given us and is embedded in us, which I'm hoping some of you have continued to continue to read his word, so that the word is in you because like I've said in the past if one day all of a sudden this nation becomes even more wicked than what it is now and you're not allowed to have a bible in your house you're not even allowed to have the bible app on your computer on your app on your phone or whatever I would hope that you at least have some scripture inside of you (laughs) to help you through that struggle You know, a lot of people feel that because we're America and we're the land of the free, that, you know, we would never fall under an oppression. And we cannot think that that's not possible because when we read so many examples in the Bible about what happened to the different people and communities, that does happen. Even the communities that thought they were thriving in the Bible and thought they had everything they needed and they didn't lack anything, all of a sudden... They got into a situation where they became oppressed, where they became depressed, where they lacked, you know, where where things were taken away. So we can never always, I mean, we're not supposed to live in fear. We know that. Um, But we cannot always just think that, you know, everything is happy-go-lucky. It isn't. There's going to come times where trials and tribulations fall in on our laps. And God, we're going to be tested. <laughs> and God's going to look at it and be like, are you going to fail this test or are you going to pass this test? Which one is it going to be? And because if we have grounded ourselves with the word of God and grounded ourselves in him, we should all be, be able to pass the test. Because by passing the test, we've we've endured what the Lord has told us in, in seasons that we go through. There's a time for crying. There's a time for laughing. There's a time, you know, of going through different things in our lives. And we can get through all the seasons in our lives that he gives us. And even though at the time, seasons might seem like they're never ending, but they're temporary. They're temporary. There's some seasons that last longer with abundance and joy. There's some seasons that are shorter with, you know, um, sorrow and, um, and, and mourning, right? So, and, and crying, you know, we all go through life going through something. But in God's word, as long as we know that he's our anchor and we know he's by our side and we love him and we have a relationship with him, we can get through whatever storm we are facing because he's with us. And for the time of Hosea with these people, because they refused to repent, because they refused to walk away from their sin, because they refused to stop worshiping other idols that were not, that they were not supposed to be worshiping, and they were not um, 
no longer following their true God. They were following false gods now. They now are going to face consequences. And these consequences, my friends, are very deep. These consequences is, is something that we should look at as examples of what could happen to our lives. And I know some of you listening to me are like, wow, this was a long time ago, Anthony, at the time of Hosea. Let me tell you something. We're not that far from this long time ago. This long time ago seems to be right now at this place at this time. And we have to look at it and go, huh, are there similarities here of what happened back then that's happening now? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are so many stories in the Bible that we can read and look at and go, wow, that's just like what's happening today. And during this time of Hosea, that is happening today. We are dealing with a generation that is very rebellious. We're dealing with a generation that has walked away from God. We're dealing with a generation that is worshiping other things. You know, beyond our scope of stuff I've never even heard of. Like, we are finding ourselves almost like we're starting to see a world evolving again of Sodom and Gomorrah. Right? Uh, We're starting to see... So many things happening, but because in society we've been so conditioned to just accept things for what they are, they've just become normalized to us. And my friends, as Christians, our spirits are supposed to be functioning. Our spirits are supposed to be sensing things. Our spirits are supposed to be in communication with God about things that are happening. Because let me tell you something. Everything that happens in the natural is coming from the supernatural. Everything that's happening in the natural being manifested is coming first from the spirit. There's a spiritual warfare constantly happening. Stronger than ever. And and if we fail to realize that, something is wrong. That means we're not even breathing, walking, talking. We're just bland. We're just incognito. We're like, you know, stiff. We, we, we don't feel nothing. No, as Christians, we're supposed to be on high alert spiritually. That our spirit is constantly, our Heavenly Father is constantly communicating with us and letting us know, hey, something's on the pipeline. You know, there's warfare here. You know, we got to intercede for this. We got to pray for this area. We got to pray for revival. We got to pray that people will turn their hearts back to me. Like, there are things as Christians we're supposed to be feeling and sensing and knowing is going on so we can be intercessors, so we can dive into the Word of God, so we can be a beacon of light, so we can encourage somebody else. And at the time of Hosea, this is what he was trying to do. He was still trying to encourage these people. He was still trying to say, hey guys, walk away from your your wickedness. Like, don't do this anymore because don't you understand? I saw what happened to your parents and and your grandparents when they did the same thing. And it led them to destruction. Many of them didn't make it past, you know, into the wilderness to get to the promised land. You're the one that's here now. Don't screw it up. Like, don't do the same mistakes they made, right? And because he's telling them this and giving them these warnings, uh, these warning signs that are so deep, do you think that they care? Absolutely not. Because now it says here, my God will cast them away because they did not obey him and they shall be wanderers among the nations. 
you know, no matter how much Hosea was bringing forth a message, no matter how much God was revealing himself and, and, and bringing forth a message to this community, the community was dismissing the message. They were dismissing what God had to say. They were uh, continuing to do their own thing. They were continuing to sin and to do whatever they wanted. And they did not care about God anymore. And because this was so evident at the time of Hosea, what does it say here as I just read? My God will cast them away. God will be like, enough is enough. He's going to wipe his hands, be like, I've had enough with you. And because they did not obey him. Because God... God is a God who wants us to obey him, my friends. He wants us to be cognizant, understanding, and knowing that it is the obedience that we do unto him of what he requires of us, which is crucial and critical to our lives. Have any of you ever had a situation in your lives where all of a sudden, you know, you're like, God is asking and requiring something of me. And I am hesitating to do it. That's disobedience. And for many of you, there have been times when God has said, you know what, I am calling you to do this. I have an assignment, uh, uh, a mission for you you need to carry out. And you go right away and you do it. You do not even hesitate. You're obedient right away and you do it. Yes, Lord, send me, I'll do it. I'm available, right? And when there is a difference between disobedience and obedience. When God sees that you obey, he continues to bless you, protect you. He's by your side. He is always constantly in communication with you. When you are disobeying, God will still want to talk to you. He's still trying to get a hold of you. He's still trying to get your attention. But because of your disobedience and what you're doing on your own accord, that relationship now becomes distant and edgewise God cannot even communicate with you because you're so blocked him out you don't see him anymore you don't hear him anymore you don't want to feel him anymore you want you don't want to have a relationship with him anymore and because of that consequences will be faced it says here and they shall be wanderers among the nations because what you did on your own accord at the time of Hosea what they did right? They did not walk away from their sin. They did not walk away from the bad things that they were doing. And they were uh, following new regiments of things that were not of God. And we have to ask ourselves, the same way that they will be wanderers among the nations, in other words, these other nations are going to be allowed to come in and infiltrate their lives, take them over, destroy them, to coerce them and continue to just let them go down the slippery, muddy road because God will have enough of the nonsense and he'll be like, my son, my child, I am here. I've always been here. I keep calling out to you. I keep calling your name. I keep, you know, sending messages your way. I keep trying to communicate with you, but you don't listen. You don't pay attention. You disregard me. So my friends, this is information. This is scripture that we can apply to our lives today. Because we're doing the same exact thing. We are walking away from God. We are disobeying God. There are many people today that have been given a call from God. 
and they don't obey. They don't obey. And then things start to happen in their lives and they're like, I don't understand why this is happening. And then you start to ask them questions like, yeah, I know, I heard from God. He told me to do this, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not interested in what God has asked me to do. I don't feel like that's my calling, even though you may have had three prophets that came your way and gave you the word, the same word that God's been giving you. Listen, you will face consequences if you're not obedient to God. I'm here to tell you, my friends, that this this passage of scripture applies to our lives today. And at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, do we want to end up like a dry uh, root with no fruit, not bearing any blessings, and definitely now falling under an oppression of someone else, some other entity, some other community? I don't know if you've been watching the news or not, but there's a lot of things going around the world that we need to start paying attention. We need to start paying attention, my friends. We need to start listening and seeing what's happening in this world today. There are a lot of things happening right now, and a lot of people think that we're in the safe, that we're in the clear, that, you know, that the United States of America um, is not going to face anything. There are things coming down the pipeline that we're not even aware of. There are things happening in the heavenlies. There's a battle in heaven right now. There's a battle in the spiritual world because the enemy is rampant. And if you cannot see just in the natural alone what is happening in society, what's happening on this earth, what's happening around globally, then you are blindsided. And you need to wake up and smell the coffee and pay attention. Because many times the reflections of things that are happening in other places will eventually end up at our doorsteps. And we already have had a lot of things that have knocked not only at the door and come to our doorstep, now they're in our homes. So my friends, I don't know about you, but I always get inspired by God's word. It teaches me much. It gives me instructions. It prepares me. It allows me to to evaluate sometimes my situation, my life. And it allows me to even get into a deeper relationship to God to ask him, what does he require of me and that I'm willing and ready and able to obey? So my friends, I hope you've been blessed as I have. I look forward to sharing the word of God again with you next week. We will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.